You can cry on command. And that is why I decided to create this. Welcome to Free Talk, the show to help you learn English the fun and simple way. Ready? Hello everyone and welcome back to Free Talk Podcast. My name is Alan and I am the host of this show. Today's episode is the last episode of the year. It is the episode number six and today, right now, uh, as I am recording this, this podcast, it is December the 30th and it's 3.20 in the morning. I am recording this podcast 3.20 am and um, my god this this these days are, are crazy for me how, how are these days going for you are you having a lot of things to do with the preparation of uh, of the, the New Year's New Year's Eve celebration how is your week going this this episode is actually about that topic uh, in particular we are going to discuss here uh, New Year's Eve. And um, on the last episode, on the episode of last Wednesday, uh, we talked about Christmas Eve. And uh, uh, basically what I did was that I, I, gave, you, I gave you some of the, um, the differences between um, the traditions of Christmas in the United States and in the country where I live, which is Mexico. And today we are going to do something similar, but not exactly the same, because... I will talk more about the things that we do here in Mexico to celebrate Christmas Eve. Sorry, New Year's Eve. I keep confusing those words. I keep uh, using the wrong uh, word. But anyway, and the reason why I want to, to, to tell you about the things we do here in Mexico for New Year's Eve is because I think that they are, they are interesting. We do... Our culture is, is filled with these uh, traditions that for a lot of people, and me included, they are kind of weird, they are kind of strange. So I wanted to tell you some of the things that we do here in Mexico to celebrate New Year's Eve. So New Year's Eve is the day uh, or the night before the, new, the, new, the first day of the new year. So that is the last day of the year which happens to be December 31st and that day is tomorrow and um, what what we do here in Mexico is very um, I don't know how to describe it I don't know what is the correct word to use but I would say it's very Mexican okay so um, one of the things that are more characteristic about the things that we do here in my country has to do it is related with the superstitions for a lot of us uh, mexican people the um the new year or the, the beginning of a new year signifies or means a change in our lives so i guess that the same goes for uh, a lot of people it, it, it's it's closing a cycle and starting a new one but a lot of people see this change of year 
as something that is really determined um, to to their life. So they they think that uh, starting on the first day of January, their lives can be different uh, in a lot of ways, in a lot of different aspects. And this is, I don't know, this is, I think, true, but not entirely. I mean, just because we go from from one day to the other and the, the, the year is a different year, that doesn't mean that things have to change so dramatically or so radically. But um, we, Mexican people, do in our celebrations a lot of things to make sure that this new year is better for us. And let me tell you some of the things that we do here in the superstition aspect of things. Superstition, I, I, I don't know if you know this word, but a superstition is something that people believe that it, it's not logical in a way. Uh-huh. It, it, it's like like luck. Uh-huh. Like people say that if you uh, if you see a black cat, that means something negative. Uh-huh. If you see a black cat, something negative is going to happen to you. Or if you break a mirror, uh-huh. if you break a mirror, the superstition, the belief, the general idea surrounding this event of breaking a mirror is that you are going to have bad luck, seven years of bad luck. That is a superstition. And in Mexico, we we have a lot of superstitions that are related to the new year, to the, the, um, the ending of a year and the beginning of a new one. And I, I will give you some examples. For example, people make, uh, Mexican people have the superstition that on the, the last day of the year, if you want to, to find love the next year, uh-huh, in, in this case, for example, 2016, in 2016, I want to find love. So maybe I want to find a girlfriend or I want to find, I want, I want to get married. I want to fall in love. So the superstition is that if you wear red underwear, so red uh, boxers or red panties or anything like that you use, if you wear red underwear, you are going to find love the next year. Mm-hmm. That is a superstition and a lot of people actually believe in those things and they they buy this red underwear and they wear these things on the last day of the year. So this is for the people who are interested in finding love. Some people are not interested in finding love, but they want money. So they want that the next year uh, comes to them with more money. Maybe, I don't know, a new business or maybe uh, winning in the lottery or maybe uh, getting a, a raise. So earning more money in your job, whatever the case, they want more money the next year and the superstition is that you have to wear yellow underwear yellow underwear if you want to make more money next year you have to wear yellow underwear in the last day of the year so these are two superstitions that involve uh, underwear uh-huh the thing the, the, the piece of clothing 
the piece of garment that you wear underneath your pants. Mm -hmm. um, personally, um, I am not a very superstitious person, so I don't do any of those things. Yes, I want more love and more money on the year to come, but uh, I don't I don't do any of those things. Um, another superstition that we do on uh, on New Year's Eve is about traveling. So uh, when when people expect or people want that the next year comes with more opportunities to travel, the superstition is that you need to um, take uh, a couple of, of suitcases. You know, a suitcase is the thing where you where you put your clothes and all your personal stuff when you go on a trip. If you are going to visit a different country or a different place, you use a suitcase to take your things. Mm -hmm. And the superstition here is that you need to take two suitcases. I, I don't remember if they need to be full or empty, but you take them, you go outside of your house and you need to walk around your block for two times. You need to go to the street at night on the last year of the day, the last day of the year, and you need to walk around your block two times. And this means that if you do this next year, you will travel more. You will have more opportunities to travel. And um, another of the of these uh, superstitions that are related to the uh, the New Year's Eve is um, about luck. Uh -huh, about having good or bad luck, good fortune or bad fortune. And the superstition is that if you want to, to avoid, if you want to, to, um, to send away, if you don't want to have bad luck in your life in the next year, you need to sweep, sweep, you know? Sweep is when, what you do when, for example, the floor is um, is dirty so it's not clean maybe there is a lot of dust or a lot of uh, garbage so you take a broom a broom b-r-o-o-m broom a broom is what uh, witches use to fly mm -hmm. witches use brooms and they they ride the brooms and then they they fly yeah so well you, in order to, to sweep, if you want to sweep, you need a broom. So the superstition is that if you don't want bad luck, you need to sweep and, and take all the dirt and all the dust and all the garbage outside of your house. So you, you sweep out all the garbage and this means that you are sweeping out, you are taking out of your house the bad luck. And in the next year, you are going to have good luck okay so these four superstitions are are very common to to a lot of people in my family we know them and i think that some years ago my some some members of my family used to do them so they used to practice these superstitions but with time my family became 
my entire family became a little skeptical. So they don't believe in all these things. But I know that I, I have a lot of friends and a lot of uh, relatives, a lot of family members that do it. And they believe it's true and they keep doing it. And well, even if you believe in these superstitions or not, the reality is that this is something that we have we Mexican people have as traditions. And these traditions are related to New Year's. Uh, and the reality is that a lot of, a lot of us do, do um, even if we don't do those, uh, these, um, these superstitions, even if we don't practice them, they are part of our culture and they are associated. They are really, really integrated with this New Year's Eve celebration. So I think that that is the most, maybe the most cultural aspect of our way to celebrate uh, New Year's Eve. So to finish this this episode, I will I will tell you what are the, the things that, that are different from the United States uh, and Mexico, things that we do differently. And um, they are not so many because uh, American people usually don't, they are, I mean, they don't do like very special things uh, to celebrate New Year's Eve, to celebrate this changing of years usually what they do is that they i don't know they go out uh, and have dinner in restaurants or some people have dinner at home or um, they have uh, parties they have house parties and things like that but it's nothing special it's not like a big deal it's not something that important and the important part maybe is only to to make this uh, traditional countdown so usually when we have 20 seconds left, the final 20 seconds of the year, we count those seconds back. So that is when we say 12, 11, 10, 9, etc. And then when we get to zero, boom, a new year is starting. And, and uh, American people usually, well, this is called, this countdown is called watch the ball drop watch the ball drop the ball like like in baseball or basketball ball and drop drop is when something is maybe you are holding something you are you you i don't know uh you you, you have something in your hand and then you let it go and this thing drop so that is how they call this countdown they say watch the ball drop and to watch the ball drop means to count the final 12 seconds of the year in mexico we 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 do it as well we also watch the ball drop we we count these last 12 seconds of the year but we do something additional to this and the tradition in mexico is that we have um before this this uh final countdown we have in our hands 12 grapes, 12 grapes, uh -huh. 12 grapes. The grapes are um, a fruit and it's actually the fruit with which you make wine. Mm -hmm. So think about wine, red wine or white wine. And the, the fruit that you use to make wine is the grape. So in Mexico, we have 12 grapes. And in every final second of the year, we eat a grape. So we say 12, 
eat a grape. 11, eat a grape. 10, eat a grape. Uh, but that is not the only thing. So the thing is that when you, every time that you eat a grape, you make a wish for the next year. Uh -huh. So maybe it's 12, eat a grape and make a wish. Maybe your wish is, I want to buy a new car next, next year. 11, eat a grape and make a wish. And the wish is, I want to finally speak uh, German. 10, eat a grape and make a wish. So that is another tradition we have here in Mexico. We, uh, we do not only count the grapes, but we make count the numbers, the, the last seconds, but we eat grapes and we make wishes. So as you can see in Mexico, the, the traditions associated with, uh, with the New Year's Eve and with the change of year involve a lot of superstitions. We believe in things that are out of our control, things that we cannot control, but we want them and we wish for them and we believe in these supernatural things that will happen if we make these rituals like eating the grapes or wearing yet uh, red underwear. Okay, so um, uh, I think that those are the most relevant aspects of our celebrations. Uh, also in Mexico, the, the dinner that we have on New Year's Eve is, is also huge. So we cook a lot of food and we eat a lot of food. And the next, the next uh, day we eat again the leftovers and we have the same food for for days for entire days because we cook so much food and also drink a lot and also a lot of fireworks so in mexico new, uh, christmas eve and new year's eve celebrations are very very similar um one one particular aspect of new year's eve that is i think common to a lot of people is new year's resolutions and that is something that i will discuss in a special episode next friday so today is december 30th tomorrow thursday is december 21st and then friday is january the 1st 2016 the first day of the year and the first day of the year i am going to record a special podcast for you about new year resolutions it's kind of a, a personal episode because I will tell you what uh, New Year resolutions are and what are my uh, my New Year's resolutions. So if you are interested in listening to that special podcast, we are going to make it for you on uh, Friday. Friday at 6 p.m. like uh, as usual. So make sure you come here to listen to that episode. And before we go to the end of this uh, of this section my question for you is how do you celebrate new year's eve is it a big thing for you is it something really important and uh, more importantly do you believe that there is really a change because we have a change in our calendars but is it really a change in our lives going from december 21st to january the 1st what do you think Let me know on the comments here, on the website, on Facebook, on Twitter. Let me know. I would love to hear how do you celebrate it and if it is a big deal for you. And now, before we finish this podcast, let's go 
to a quick word on pronunciation. Okay, so uh, on the word on pronunciation of this episode, we are going to discuss the, um, the continuation or the second part of one of the things that I, that I told you on a previous episode. On the episode number one, we talk about the intonation of uh, words in a sentence when we are giving new information. We said that in a sentence where we, where we introduce, where we present new information, the new information is going to be stressed. Uh, the, maybe the, the most um, notable example is the sentence Dogs eat bones. Dogs eat bones. In this case, in this sentence, the words that we stress, the words where the intonation goes, it's, it, they are um, dogs and bones. So we say dogs eat bones. Uh -huh. the, the, the word eats, the verb, is not stressed. So the intonation doesn't go there. The intonation goes in dogs eat bones. Dogs eat bones. Uh -huh. And like this, we checked some other examples. Um, Bob sees Betty. Betty knows Bob. Okay, so the intonation is in the new, new things. In this case, Bob, Betty, the dogs, and the bones. So what happens when the, the, the it's the other uh, part. What happens when we are not, when the new information is the action. For example, in the sentence, dogs eat bones, we are introducing for the first time who eats the dogs and what they eat, the bones. But if we want to repeat this sentence, for example, and now when we repeat the sentence, we are not going to mention the dogs and we are not going to mention the bones specifically, directly. We are going to change dogs for they. And we are going to change bones for them, because this, new, this information is not new anymore. We are saying it again. So in this case, now the intonation changes and goes to the verb. So now we say, they eat them. They eat them. Mm -hmm. The sentence is exactly the same. Listen, dogs eat bones. They eat them. In the two sentences, we are saying that the dogs eat the bones, but the intonation changes because now the focus changes. Dogs eat bones, they eat them. Uh -huh. Now let's check the sentence, the, one of the sentences I mentioned. Bob sees Betty. Bob sees Betty. Bob sees Betty. But if we, if we are going to say this idea again, now we don't say Bob and we say he. And now we don't say Betty and we say her. So now the intonation changes and now we say he sees her. He sees her. He sees her. Bob sees Betty. He sees her. Yeah? Bob sees Betty. He sees her. Uh, one more. Let's check the, uh, the sentence. Um, let's see. Uh, the girls, the girls have a choice. 
In this sentence, the new information is girls and what they have a choice. So we don't, we don't uh, put any emphasis in the, we don't put any emphasis in have, in a. The emphasis goes in girls and choice. The girls have a choice. The girls have a choice. Yes? But now we change this sentence and now we don't say the girls, but we say they. And we don't say a choice, but we say one. So now the intonation changes and the stress goes in the verb, in the action have. So now we say they have one. They have one. The girls have a choice. 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 They have one. They have one. They have one. Okay? So this is like a, a complete set of pronunciation. I told you on the, on the first word on pronunciation, the first part, and now you have the second. The idea could be the same. The idea could be the same, but when we rephrase it, when we don't say the girls, but we say they, and when we don't say a choice, but we say one, the intonation is going to change. And this change could happen in the same phrase. For example, I can, t I can tell you, um, oh, you know, uh, the other day I listened, I heard that Jean sells cars. Jean sells cars. And you say, Jean sells cars? And I say, yeah, she sells them. Uh-huh. In the same conversation, after one interaction, we are uh, changing the intonation. Jean sells cars. Jean sells cars. Really? Yeah, she sells them. She sells them. Okay? So that is the word on pronunciation for this episode. You can start practicing uh, this and I will give you a recommendation on how you can practice this. These uh, basic sentences are very common if you are studying English with, a, with an English textbook or whatever the, the, the material that you are using, these uh, phrases are very common. So if you find a sentence, let's suppose that you are reading something and you find uh, the sentence, I don't know, um, Ellen should call her sister. You find this sentence, Ellen should call her sister. So in this original sentence, you highlight or you mark the words that need to be intonated. So you say Ellen and sister, right? Ellen should call her sister. And then you can rewrite it again. You can write this sentence again, but now you make the changes. And now you don't say Ellen and you say, for example, uh, she. And you don't say sister and you say her. And then now when you rewrite this sentence, you mark where you need to, to make this emphasis in the pronunciation and then your result is going to be she should call her. She should call her. She should call her. Okay, so when you make your own sentences, when you create your own sentences, it's easier for you to remember the things on the pronunciation that you are listening. Okay, so that is my advice to you today. That is the word on pronunciation. And with this, we are going to, to finish this um, second section 
of the podcast. Okay, so now before we kill this episode and before we kill this year, I will answer one of the questions that um, one of the uh, of the members of the listeners of the podcast asked me, and it was a question about reading things to read. I always say that listening is a really uh, maybe the most important thing that you you can and should do if you really want to to observe the language but reading is also a great thing to do i personally love reading and not i don't read with the intentions of learning i read with the intentions of understanding the story because i like stories and as a side effect as a, as a consequence of reading you are learning more things it's a natural thing and and she she asked me what are what is the best way to start reading so she she doesn't have the habit of reading in english and she says she she, she says okay alan how do i start and i said well the, the the thing that i recommend my students when i am working with people individually is always to start with something that you like that is the most important thing because if if i if i recommend you a book in particular and i say okay you know this book is really good to learn english but you don't have a, an authentic interest in it it's not going to work because the, the, the brain absorbs things when we when we are have a, a, a true interest in what we are reading if you read something only because you want to learn english that is a, a recipe for failure it's not going to work so the first thing and the most important factor is that you need to like what you are reading whatever it is you can read about cooking you can read about history you can read about technology you, you can read about anything that you want to read and it's going to it, that is the first thing you need to to consider and the second thing is that we need to start easy uh-huh sometimes we say no i want to read Uh, I don't know, let's suppose, I want to read James Joyce. My first book in English is going to be The Ulysses of James Joyce. That is that is good because you have an interest in the book, but it's a really complicated book, so it's going to be more frustrating for you to try to read something that is really, really difficult. You need to start with easy things and for this there are some some books that are called uh, graded readers and what these books are they are in like new versions of famous books but these new versions are uh, changed so that the level the language that you see in those books is more suitable it's more appropriate for you So maybe you say, okay, I want to read a book from Oscar Wilde. Mm-hmm. I want to start reading a book from Oscar Wilde. If you go and you start reading the original book, maybe it's going to be complicated because it's it's a it's a complicated way of writing that he has. But you can find on the internet or on some bookstores, you can find graded readers of graded versions of the books of, of Oscar Wilde. So these books are reduced the language is changed the vocabulary is changed so it makes it easier for you to progress to go from the level one to the level two to the level three to the level four so that is my general recommendation when it comes to reading 
Start with something that you like and start with a, 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 an easier version of the book. And keep trying. So if you start reading, for example, make a, make a test. Open a, a regular book, a normal book, and try to read it. If it's complicated, stop it and go to something easier. And when you feel that you are making progress, go back to the original book. You are going to find that you understand more, but maybe it's not enough. So go back again to something easier. And when you feel that you are making progress, go back to the original. Do this process of going back and forth, going to the original and to other versions, to the original and other versions. But keep in mind, stay focused that you want to read the original version. And that is going to be your motivation to keep reading. So that's, uh, that is the first answer that I, I, I give to this um, to these questions, remember that the section number three of this podcast is to answer your questions about, about language. So if you have any question that you want to ask me, you can do it um, using any of the, of the uh, contact uh, lines that we have. You can send me a tweet, you can send me a message on Facebook, you can post on the, the, on the Facebook page of Free Talk. You can use the website. We have a contact form in the website. You can uh, send me an email. Anything if you want that. If you want to make sure that I respond to your question, use the um, the iTunes comment section. So get in there. Uh, you have to give us a, a review and make me a question, and I will answer you uh, that question in a future episode. So that's how we are going to finish this episode number six. And remember, next Friday we have a special episode about New Year resolutions. So if you want to listen to that episode, uh, come here next Friday at 6 p.m. for a new episode on a new year. Thank you very much for listening. I will see you around and don't forget to keep it simple. See you then.